Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the biggest football game of the year. I'm Pat Marsden, here at field level at the CNE Stadium in Toronto, where in just a few minutes, the Western Conference champion Calgary Stampeders will meet the Eastern Conference Kingpins, the Montreal Alouettes. The weatherman finally has smiled favorably. It has rained in Toronto for the last day and a half, but just a couple of hours ago, the sky cleared, and now it's 45 degrees here in the Ontario capital, and the wind is blowing at about 20 miles an hour, favoring the club, moving from left to right. Upstairs is my co-host, Al McCann. Well, thanks very much, Dad. And you know, it doesn't matter about the weather. You just can't dampen the enthusiasm of Grey Cup fans. And we've got thousands upon thousands moving in to see in the stadium for the big one today. And I know all you people all across Canada, many of you gathered together in Grey Cup parties are going to really enjoy the finale for 1970 in Canadian football. And on this program, 30 minutes prior to kickoff, we're going to afford you a look at some of the activities on the field, and also we're going to be harking back to some of the highlights that have transpired during Grey Cup week here in Toronto. Going down to the field right now, we have a bit of a flare of both west and east. Right now, of course, in the west, we have the Calgary Lions Drum and Bugle Band, plus the Calgary Stampedette. And it's easy to recognize Calgarians with those white vests. One of the major highlights of the Grey Cup Festival occurred last night. Ken Ewens has the story. There's no doubt about that, Al. Nine of the loveliest ladies in Canada, each one representing one of the CFL teams, vie for the honor of this Grey Cup. The crowning took place last night. A huge crowd at the Royal York Hotel is attracted by the excitement of the Miss Grey Cup pageant. Introduced by Rocket Music and the program highlighted from Montreal, the female Maurice Chevalier, Danielle Delis. And the Canadian songbird, pride and joy of the Maritimes, the Vegas Ann Murray. Attractive gown and petite bare feet. Nancy Durrell, Miss Alouette, and Pat Sunberg, Miss Sam Peter, and the most of flowers, but a bouquet of roses, was presented to Miss Alouette. Her fellow queens named her the most popular girl in the competition and Miss Congeniality. MC Gordy Tapp announced Miss Drake Up 70. Difficult choice for the judges. All the candidates were gorgeous. The winner, Nancy Durrell, Miss Alouette, a 20-year-old education student at McGill. The winning presentation was made by Miss Ann Murray, Canada's top football star, Stanley Award-winning Ron Lancaster. Well, thanks very much, Ken, and our congratulations to lovely Nancy Durrell. Miss Grey Cup, 1970. A lot of bands forming, as you can see, to take part in this pregame show. We have an outstanding band here from Ottawa, the Delafile Drum and Bugle Corps Band. They'll be accompanied by the Montreal Larquettes. We also have a regimental band and one of the best-known bands in the East, the Burlington Team Tour Band. on of our next band. While we're waiting for the next band to move on, we have a ceremony at Centerfield right now. Let's go down to Pat Marsden. 
Well, thank you, Al. And we're just moving out to the center of the field right now. As you may or may not be aware, the official tossing of the coin took place in the Royal York Hotel yesterday to decide which club would have the first advantage here at the opening part of the ball game. The Calgary Stampeders won the toss, and now referee Don Barker and line umpire Bob Shepard are out here with the co-captains. The referee Barker, would you introduce the players for us? The captains for Calgary, represented by Mr. Harris, number 55, from Montreal, Mr. Dujardin, 63, and Mr. Furholm, 19. And could we have the Calgary decision, please? Uh, Captain Harris, your option to set the ball game, your choice. the ball, your first entry. Send it in. Receiving the open end. So there you heard the decision. The Calgary Stampeders who won the toss of the coin will receive the ball, and the Montreal Alouettes will kick off, defending the end zone to the east, kicking east to west with the favorable 20 mile an hour wind. Referee Barker giving that signal now to the people in attendance. And that's what it will be. The Calgary Stampeders will receive the opening kickoff. Let's go to Al McCann. Well, thanks very much, Pat. Interesting to see the decisions made by the teams after the top of coin. Of course, the situation is reversed at halftime with the losing team then making the first decision. Now we're going to get a chance to hear an outstanding Eastern representative. The Telephone Drummond from Ottawa, and the Montreal Marquette, from 17 girls, dressed in the red, white, green colors of Ottawa. The drum major for the Telephone group is Ike Keever. <laughs> You know, the Royal York Hotel was a beehive of activity last night. And with a report on the big dinner, here's Joe Spence. Well, Al, you know, these dinners are something of a competition between the cities that host the Grey Cup, but I didn't think anybody could top that effort that Montreal put on in 1969. But last year, Toronto terrific. Jim Young, Ronnie Lancaster, Sam the Rifle, Jim Duncan. Now that's just for starters. The head table was packed with a who's who of football and politics. The mayors of Montreal and Calgary were there, along with Ontario Premier John Robart. Quebec Premier Robert Barassa put his colors in the capable hands of George Springgate, the Al kicking MLA. On and on the list went as the Canadian ballroom of Toronto's Royal York Hotel was packed to capacity. Canadian expatriate Larry Mann came home from Hollywood to entertain the gathering, and it was indeed quite a night, particularly for five men with long and distinguished service to the game of football in our country, Pat Mahoney from Calgary, 
Sam Chesky of Toronto, Andy Curry of Winnipeg, Chart Holmes of Hamilton, and Jack Rocket of Windsor, all five received CFL plaques in recognition of the years they have given to the game. It was a memorable night, the Grey Cup dinner 1970, something Vancouver will be out to beat in 71. Well, with me now is the supervisor of officials for the Canadian Football League, Mr. Hap Soldice. Hap, maybe you could tell us how you go about choosing these officials who are working the game today. Joe, they're chosen on merit. Actually, there are other officials across Canada who are probably just as good as these men. But uh, for an official, it's just as great an honor to work in the great cup game as it is for a player. These fellows are graded all year, and we feel that we have as good a crew working today as you can find any place in North America. Well, half the preparations always for a Grey Cup game are fantastic. The pageantry, the game itself, uh, the players, the teams, and so on. I'm sure that your officials must have a little extra preparation, too, don't they? We sure do, Joe. We've been together uh, in the Royal York Hotel uh, since Thursday night. We've been continuously reviewing rules reviewing field position, getting to know each other better. Most of these fellows have worked together before, but we prepare for the game just as well as we can, and we try to get up for the game the same as the officials do. Half, I wonder if you would take the opportunity now to introduce these gentlemen then today who are working the 1970 Grey Cup game for us. Uh, Joe, the referee from Vancouver, Mr. Don Barker. The line umpire from Toronto, Mr. Bob Shepard. The back umpire from Vancouver, Mr. Ken Stein. The headlinesman from Edmonton, Mr. Harold Ferguson. The field judge from Ottawa, Mr. Chuck Paul. Our standby official, Mr. Harry Ross of Montreal. And I would also like to introduce the newly appointed supervisor of officials for Western Canada, Mr. Paul Dojak. Well, I congratulate me to Mr. Paul Dojak, and thank you very much, Cap Soldice, for talking with us and for introducing the officials today. Well, the kickoff is coming up and it's getting closer all the time, so right now let's go upstairs to Al McCann. Well, thank you very much, Joe. A look at the officials for today's game, and it won't be long now before we'll be meeting the starting defensive team for the Calgary Stampeders and the starting offensive team for the Montreal Alouettes. And everybody in the stands of the CNE, along with the officials on hand for the game, are also waiting with some anticipation for the arrival of the Prime Minister of Canada. Well, we have with us Miss Grey Cup, Miss Nancy Gerald. Congratulations to John Slade, the chairman of the Grey Cup Festival Committee. John, you have a very uh, nice task to perform right now. Yes, I do. On behalf of the Toronto Board of Trade, I am pleased to present to you, Nancy, the keys to GM Lewis Buick. A 1971 Opal. I hope you enjoy it. Nancy, I've got to ask you this one question because I've been thinking about it ever since you were crowned. Do you have a steady boyfriend? Oh, yes, sir, I do. Darn it. There we go again. Listen, congratulations. You look lovely. John Slate, thanks very much. Let's go back upstairs to Al McCann. Well, okay, Pat, you lose again. A lovely young lady. History of 1970. Band forming and at center field, we will have the Royal Regiment of Canada Band. They will, in fact, play the national anthem prior to the start of this football game this afternoon.
delegations of musicians from both Eastern and Western Canada. They'll all be performing during the halftime, and we'll have them on our halftime show. Now we're going to meet the visiting Calgary Stampeders, introducing their defensive team, a team that has the best record defensively during the 1970s season. And the first man out was number 67, Dick Suderman, the big left end, a Western Ontario graduate. There's number 77, John Helton, left tackle, 6'3", 255, a Western All-Star. The right tackle is 6'5", and weighs 250 pounds. He's a Canadian via the University of Alberta, number 47, Fred James. The right end is 6'4", and weighs 240 pounds. An outstanding season, number 61, Craig Poinsant. Playing the left linebacker position, 6'3", 225, a native of Lethbridge, Alberta, number 70, Jim Furlong. The middle linebacker, 6 feet, 195 pounds, the Arkansas Thumper, Canadian Lineman of the Year, number 55, Wayne Harris. The right linebacker, 6'2", 230 pounds, from Utah State, number 73, Joe Forzani. Playing the defensive left corner, 6'1", 190 pounds, an outstanding defensive back, number 24, Frank Andruski. On the other side, the third corner is 5'10", 185 pounds, Gage Perez, a pleasant surprise in his rookie season, number 32. The left defensive safety, 6'1", 200 pounds, veteran Canadian player, number 22, Terry Wilson. The right safety is 6 feet, 200 pounds. Individual star for Calgary in the Western playoff, number 15, Larry Robinson. The middle safety is 6 foot 1. He weighs 185 pounds. Great speed and maneuverability, number 11, Howard Stark. And the remaining members of the Calgary Stampeders, along with their coaching staff, headed up by Jim Duncan. Taking the field here at the CNE Stadium and wearing their visiting white uniforms with the red trim. The Montreal Alouettes will introduce their offensive team. They are the home team. They will wear their green uniforms. The left end is 5'10", 185 pounds, a former Calgary Stampeder, number 25, Terry Evanson. The left tackle, 6'4", 255 pounds, an outstanding season, an Eastern All-Star, number 65, Ed George. Playing at left guard, 6 feet, 230 pounds, a five-year veteran, the second oldest player in service for the Alouettes, number 63, Pierre Desjardins. The center, 6'1", 245 pounds, in his eighth season of professional football, number 45, Gene Sepatelli. Playing at right guard, 6 feet 1, 250 pounds, a 21-year-old, a fine mid-season acquisition, number 57, Justin Canale. The right tackle is 6'3". He weighs 245 pounds. Another former Calgary Stampeder, number 55, Barry Randall. The right end, 
a super young Canadian player, six foot three inches tall, 245 pounds, two-handed Peter Dallariva. The wing-back position is occupied by six foot four inch, 210 pounds, Tom Pullum, a third consecutive great cup appearance for number 75, Tom Pullum. In the flanker back position, six feet, 175 pounds, certainly the comeback story of the year. Number 10, Gary Lafave, coming back off a broken arm and broken leg. Playing at halfback, 6'4", 215 pounds, the amazing replacement fullback, excellent receiver, excellent ball carrier, number 30, Bruce Van Ness. At halfback, 6 feet tall, 205 pounds, the sensation from Maryland State, Eastern All-Star, number 26, Moses Jensen. And the quarterback of the Montreal Alouette, 6 foot 2, 210 pounds, star passer, star punter, number 14, Sonny Wade. readiness now at the CNE Stadium. The Prime Minister of Canada and his party have arrived in the stadium. The official party includes Prime Minister Robarts of Ontario, the Premier of Alberta, Harry Strom. Naturally, the Commissioner of Football, Jay Kadar, will be along. And we'll have the walk-on momentarily as the fans continue to swarm into the CNE to catch all the action of this 1970 Grey Cup and what a natural it promises to be between the Montreal Alouettes and the Calgary Stampeders. Canadian Football League President Dr. Neville Winograd will be with the dignitaries. This great cup expected to be added to the list and perhaps some other provincial and civic dignitaries. Already you can see photographers gathering at the center field stripe. I understand 14 were allowed at center field and looking at the way the bands are broken down and are filling the field it's going to be rather difficult for prime minister trudeau to get too much of a long kick away there's the car there he is the right honorable pierre elliott trudeau the prime minister of canada with jake gabar the commissioner of the canadian football league and the prime minister being introduced to our lovely mystery cup. As usual, Natalie Attired, the Prime Minister flew in from Ottawa last night. And this great cup sees our Prime Minister bareheaded, as opposed to a bit of a tan that he wore in 1968. Let's go down to field level, where Pat Marsden has the story for us. Well, thank you, Al. We're just approaching the Prime Minister's location right now. The cameramen are surrounding him. The uh, respective uh, girls from Calgary and Ottawa are standing by as an honor guard. 
Actually, they stopped the car just somewhat short of the uh, intended layout, but the Prime Minister, nevertheless, was very pleased about it. Vic Chapman, who is one of his personal aides, is a former Edmonton Eskimo and Montreal Alouette. And as the Prime Minister approaches, he's receiving a warm welcome from the capacity crowd here at the CNE. Really looks pleased. Hello, Vic. Accompanied by Commissioner Jake Kadar. And he looks quite pleased about the, the entire situation, chatting with the commissioner and with Miss Grey Cup, Nancy Girl. Now, you guys want to The Prime Minister is dressed in a tweed jacket, tweed pants, looks very dapper. He's got a heavy overcoat, too, in case the weather should take a sudden turn of events, but fortunately, it looks that everything is going well at this point. Prime Minister stopped to chat to one of the Ottawa Uprider Majorettes. And of course, uh, I'm sure that some people feel that he's showing a little bit of favoritism, but then again, he sees more Ottawa Rough Rider games than anybody else. Now making his way to the place that he will kick the ball in the ceremonial kickoff. And as usual, the congestion will be rather intense. The public of interest in announcing that Pierre Elliott Trudeau holds the record. Everybody has a different figure, actually. 28, 34, 38. The band of the Royal Regiment of Canada is Drum Major Ron Scott, also on hand at center field for the national anthem as the Prime Minister accommodates the photographers. Decision being made on where the Prime Minister wants the laces, perhaps. Premier Robot, Ontario, is going to hold the football. They're deciding on the exact silk. They're using the ticking key. <laughs> Prime Minister Trudeau is making sure that everything is just so. That's Mayor Jean Drapeau of Montreal to the left of the screen. Now we're getting the photographers cleared out of the way, and Prime Minister Trudeau is going to have to get the bar up rather quickly, or he may kill a photographer. There it goes, down to around the 30-yard line. Rod Layden, our official statistician, credits Prime Minister Trudeau with 25 yards. So I guess we can't classify that as a new Grey Cup ceremonial kickoff record. But it does win a couple of kisses from Miss Grey Cup for our Prime Minister. Dylan O'Connor will sing a national anthem O Canada.
thunderous applause of the packed house of the CNE Stadium. We are very close to the opening kickoff, but the Prime Minister will be presented with the game ball. Don's his jacket now. He will be introduced to the referee, Don Barker. Commissioner Jake Gadar will handle the introduction of the sideline. Vic Satton, former CFL kicking star, in the party along with the Prime Minister. There's the actual, pre the official presentation from referee and chief Don Barker to the Prime Minister, Pierre Trudeau. And now the Prime Minister and his party will be taking their, their seats to witness the 1970 Grey Cup Classic. And now with the kickoff only moments away, it's my pleasure to introduce your play-by-play -play commentator, a man whose name is synonymous with Canadian football and the Grey Cup, Johnny Esau. Well, thank you very much, Al. I'm very pleased to have Dick Tatter working with me here up in the booth today, along with Bill Bealey and Gene Filipski, who have their isolated cameras from the side and at the end. And I think we're ready, Dick, for what could be one of the great Grey Cups of all time. Well, two very evenly balanced ball clubs and uh, very exciting ball clubs. Uh, it's a game where uh, one mistake could really mean the difference in the ball game to you. So I know that there are a lot of pressure on these ball players, and they're going to be trying not to be the goat in this ball game and try and give their best effort of this season. Now, as the Prime Minister takes his place in the Royal Box, the Calgary Stampeders will receive. They send back Gerald Johnson, number 27, and number 11, Howard Stark to take this kickoff and for the Montreal Alouettes. Number 57, Justin Canale, will prepare for the kickoff. And so we're getting set for the first of the Great Cups in the 1970s, and from every indication, we could be on to the spring of games that could surpass the 60s and the 50s, and the Great Cup game is underway. yard kickoff is taken by Dave Crabb and he brought it back eight yards and now the Calgary Stampeders will be ready offensively. Gary Keeling number 10 is the quarterback, McKinnis 31 the fullback, Shaw 72 the flanker, Sandler 33 the halfback and Letterman 17 the halfback. and 10 at the 25. Kittis is hit by Steve Spear, the defensive left end, and stopped just over the 25-yard line. Gain is one-yard line. It'll be second down and nine to go. The Montreal Alouette with the two big tackles inside. Collins and Judges, Highsmith and Smear, the defensive end. Second and nine for the Stampeders. Game about the 33-yard line. The game is six. Eighty-seven. It'll be third down and a yard and a half. Seven yards. And the Calgary Stampeders will send out their kicking unit. There's the Calgary Stampeders 
Grey Cup record. Her last win was the one that turned the Grey Cup into the festival it now is, back in 48. Ron Stewart, number 12, the punter with the 20. Story 18, 33 Couture to receive. Story. Story is down at the 48-yard line. That's a 30-yard kick and a three-yard run back. For those of you who are quarterbacking from your living room or wherever, there are a couple of keys to look at. Number 55 for Calgary is the man who uh, the quarterbacks look at on the defensive unit. He sort of cheats to the side in which he's going. He also would look at number 70, Jim Furlong. He goes to the strong side. If he goes out wide, it's usually uh, a zone defense uh, with him dropping out to the flat. Mike Andrewski. And the Calgary Stampeders come right back with the football. Terry Everton had to take a second look. He thought he had it. 18-yard return. Well, as was anticipated, number 24, Andrewski, was going to play man-to-man -man on Terry Evanson. Air Evanson had had him beaten, and Andrewski sort of reached in in between uh, or behind him to pick that ball off, made a very nice reception, and returned it back to the 50 or 49-yard line of the Alouette. 18-yard return. That's the 28th interception off Sunny Wade this year. Rudy Linderman. Linderman slipped and fell. He is down at the 48-yard line. Gain is one yard. It'll be second down and nine yards to go. Jim Young, uh, Duncan, the young head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, upset because he saw great yardage there in front of Linderman had he been able to hold his footing. Second and nine, Calgary at the Montreal 48. No score. Down at the 41-yard line, the gate is seven. All-time leading receiver for Calgary, Herman Harrison. Record that he established in seven short years. Third down and uh, two and a half. A little bit better than two yards to go. Third down, two and a half. And Ron Stewart will kick from about midfield. Story 18, 33, Couture. Back to the stage. Short wobbler. Calgary has the cover. The 15-yard line. The ball bounced off of Bob Story. a big break for the Calgary Stampeders early in the football game. The story fumbles the football. Brian Marshall right on the ball, recovers the ball for the Calgary Stampeders right on the 15-yard line. That lines up as a 26-yard game for the Calgary Stampeders who are first down at the Montreal 15. Shaw, 72 split left. And the intended receiver was Rudy Litterman, but he slipped. Now, Lenneman is not wearing the uh, regular cleats. He's wearing running white running shoes, and he's been slipping. 
We might have the smaller cleats. The players might have to go to mud cleats. Uh, when they were out there originally, we went out on the field, and you could uh, you could see the field was drying out, but uh, the frost from inside is is uh, coming to the surface, and it's probably very wet inside. And it's going to be hard to keep your footing. Second down, 10 to go. Calgary Stampeders up the monthly all 15. All the way down to the five-yard line. That should be very close to a first down. Hugh McKinnis, what an outstanding rookie season he's had. Well, the Montreal Alouettes are going with an odd man defense here, but we see Hugh McGinnis just going out of the backfield. That uh, there was Herm Harrison, but uh, McGinnis was the man, uh, 31, who was able to pick up the completion, uh, measuring for the first down there. Hugh McGinnis carried the ball 100 and, well, 205 times for 1,135 yards this season. And he was just shy of the first down. No score in the game so far. 10.52 remaining. And the Stampeders have taken the ball back twice. Once on an interception, once on a fumble recovery. Third and inches at the five. The tennis is in for the touchdown. what happens on those short yardage situations if you feel it off good that back can go in there and uh, this is a good job by Rudy Letterman and also Herm Harrison on the outside giving him that room to the outside and he was able to dive in for the score. Now it's Calgary 6, Montreal nothing as Larry Robinson the record-setting kicker for the Stampeders goes for the extra point. That's good. Ten and a half minutes to play in the first quarter. The score is Calgary 7 and Montreal nothing. Ready now for the kickoff. Once again, Robinson hits a low liner. Bobby Lee Thompson. Thompson takes the ball up to the 37-yard line. It's a 25-yard return on a 56-yard kickoff. John is going to take another look at that touchdown. Hewing McGinnis, who just had a hole on the inside. It closed up quickly. He moved to the outside. He has that knack and has been displaying it all year long. He's a real dandy out there and displays why he's the leading rusher. Bonnie Wade, number 14, sends McGinnis 25 and 75, pulling to the right. 26, Denson 30, Van Ness and 10, Lefebvre to the left. Moses Denson had to push his own blocker, his right guard, Justin Canelli, out of the way to get over that 40-yard line for a gain of four. Moses Denson, the sensational halfback with the Montreal Alouette. Average better than seven yards to carry this season. Second and six at the 45, least at the 40. Pullen has a first down at midfield at the gate of 14. Tom Pullen 
He comes up, favoring his right knee. Well, you probably noticed a bunch up there in the defensive line. Everybody was coming on that play. It's just a quick release. When the quarterback notices everybody creeping up to the line, it's a blitz situation. So you check off to those short automatics. This is just what he did. Tom Pullen pulled it in. Tom Pullen, who's playing in his third consecutive Grey Cup. Bob Story, number 18, comes in to replace him. Houston Tan at midfield. Benson. Picks up 13 yards for the Alouette. Well, Moses Stetson, uh, the Eastern fans have seen him all season long run that play into the center and then take it to the outside, and he has that speed and deception uh, to break loose from people. We're going to see a great block with uh, Gary LePage to enable Denson to pick up the big first down. Uh, he averaged 7.1 yards per carry all season long, and this is a 13 yarder. Hurston Tan for the Alouettes at the Calgary 43. Evanson for the 32. Now Peter Dallarivas throws the left hook and the flag comes down. That's a 10 yard gain. Now we had expected, Dick, that there'd be great coverage by Andruski on uh, Evanson. We didn't expect it to be quite this heated already. Well, you see here, Andruski, uh, first of all, Harris grabbed the whole thing. Andruski there kind of jerked that ball away from me. I think that's what it was all about. Uh, there's certain, uh, certainly a lot of pride on the defensive ball players and the job that they do as well as the offense. And uh, Della Riva just put a took a little exception to it. came down, but it is apparently uh, it's just slipped out inadvertently, and uh, it'll be at the 32 first down. Denson. Denson has about seven yards. He's over the 24, into about the 23. We may give him a little bit more than that. We'll give him nine. He should have a great ball game because these two clubs have proved that they can play football, the best football, in the worst conditions. When you give them good conditions like today, should be fantastic. Second down and one and a half yards to go now on the 23-yard line, the Calgary 23. 7-0, Stampeders. Oh, they were looking for six points in a hurry. Now it's third down and one and a half. Third and all the way. And there's their Grey Cup record. You'll notice that their first Grey Cup win was the 1944. That was when the Grey Cup, as we know it now, was not played because of the Warriors. But Hamilton lost to Montreal in the Grey Cup game. Third down, one and a half. Benson. Moses Benson, behind the blocking of Bruce Van Ness, picks up four on a first down. Well, this is an important drive for the Alouettes because Benson, with that great effort, comes in over the top, and he's got that second effort. Watching here, he's running on top of bodies, and this fellow just never gives up. But a great block from Seth Capelli driving through there. Wayne Harris, of course, is in there, but tremendous effort gives the Alouettes an important first down. 
Pepitelli over the ball. Canelli at right guard. Desjardins at left guard. First and ten at the 19-yard line. And this is out at the 12-yard line. Bruce Van Ness. By Jerry Wilson. The defense is uh, halfbacks with the gain of six. We have Andrewski 24 in the left corner, Perez 32 in the right corner, Robinson 15 the left halfback, Wilson 22 the right halfback, and Stark 11 the safety man for the Stampeders. Second down and four yards to go for the Alouettes at the Calgary 13. is within the yard of a first down. He just got a little bit over that 10-yard line. He had to get to the nine to move the yardstick. Bruce Van Ness is a Nordic background, and uh, he's a fellow that's got a tattoo in an odd place. He's got him on the inset of his feet. Uh, they're dolphin tattoos, and it's an old fisherman custom, and it's supposed to keep the sea monsters away from you. I don't know how it'll do against the San Peters yet. <laughs> Especially the monsters they have on that uh, defensive line. Suderman, Hilton, Coinsen, James. They terrorized a lot of people. And I would third down and a yard to go. Oh, about that. Front Alphen. Ted Elfland. Well, this is just a fantastic play by a very heads-up ball player. You're going to notice that uh, Moses Denson trying to get to the outside. He knows he's not going to get loose, and he's looking for an open man, and he's a man hanging on him. He throws that ball out there, and Ted Alfland playing heads-up ball, too. He takes it in for a 10-yard touchdown pass. Alfland was a late addition to the Alouette from uh, Springfield and via Denver. 24-year-old halfback. No good. With five and a half minutes to play in the first quarter, the score is Calgary 7, Montreal 6. Seven six for the Calgary Stampeders, and you British Columbia Lions fans will certainly recall that kind of a moment when Pete Oler threw to Jimmy Carpenter on a field goal attempt back in '64 for a big touchdown. Canelli's kickoff is high. That's taken by Stark at the five. Picked by Yorma Prisma at the 25-yard line. 60-yard kick and a 20-yard return. And Yorma Quizma, for all you Thunder Bay fans, he's the contribution to the CFL. Yorma Quizma, number 53. Now the Calgary Stampeders. Azure Bark, 45 at center, the former Alouette. Their first down 
just shy of the Calgary 25-yard line. Feeling his hand at quarterback. A finish. And the finish is finally stopped by Ted Collins, number 66. The gain is 13 yards. Well, earlier part of the game, uh, Rudy Letterman was the fellow that uh, tried to cut it up, and he got blocked, uh, or he was uh, slipped on that play. But then this one, it was a pitch out to the outside. Hugh McKinnis on this one makes a very fine run. He's got those big, strong legs, and he's able to break loose from those tackles that are just arm tackles. And the ball is at the fourth, at least the 38-and-a-half-yard line. This from Dan Calgary. Hit there by Gordon Judges, number 61. Greg Goinzan, a fine defensive end, number 61 for the Stampeders. Gordon Judges' wife, uh, Dawn, just had a little baby boy uh, a couple of days ago, eight pounds, two ounces, and uh, maybe that tackle was for him. <laughs> it is second down, and uh, eight and a half yards to go for Calgary on the Stampeder 40. Stamps leading 7-6. Dave Cranmer, number 33, in his first running play is caught by the middle linebacker Charlie Collins, an all-star in the Eastern Conference. Well, Dick, I, I think what we've seen so far is typical of what we expect. Uh, Montreal banging right back on 73-yard touchdown mark. Everybody thought it was going to be a defensive battle, but uh, we're seeing plenty of offense in this first quarter. Now Ron Stewart, number 12, who has an average of 40 and a half yards on the season, with his longest kick being 62 yards. That's his best one today away. Couture at the 30. Ron Couture at the 33. 36-yard kick and a three-yard return. And I noticed that Larry Fairholm was out there in place of Bob Story, who had difficulty early in the quarter. The Montreal Alouette. Ed George, an All-American at left tackle, 65. Barry Randall, 55 at right tackle. Evanson, 25, one end. Dallariva, 74, the tight end. All at the 33. Bruce Van Ness goes to the 38-yard line. That's a gain of five. Second down and five to go. On the Montreal Alouette at the Montreal 38-yard line. Calgary leading 7-6. McKinnis opening touchdown. Elton opening touchdown for the Montreal Alouette. Evans and left, McFade right. 30, Van Ness, 26, Benson in the backfield. Cullen, 75, slot left. All these Stampeders read that one perfectly. And there was 77, John Helton. With three minutes to play in the first quarter, the score is Calgary 7 and Montreal 6. Bunny Wade will be attempting his first punt of the afternoon. And of course, his first ever in a great cup game. On a third and five situation. A 35 at the 36-yard line. 
Jim Sillier returned 123 of them for a record this year. 42-yard kick, a five-yard run back. As we get set for this next play, if you're watching the defensive line, uh, watch whether a man lines up on the head of the center. If he lines up on the head of the center, in most cases, that's an odd man defense. The quarterback will come up to the line of scrimmage. He will call whether it's an odd or an even. If it's, if it's the man not on the head of the center, it would be even. This helps the linemen in their blocking. Hayes Cranmer to the 45-yard line. He picked up nine and ten. Dave Cranmer, a 25-year-old halfback as a prime minister. Enjoys the ball game. Has uh, a monitor there in front of him to see the replays. There's a look at the Royal Box. With many of the members of the federal cabinet and the uh, provincial cabinets in... Uh, Many of the provinces with the provincial premiers in attendance. Second down and less than a yard. The finish. He has the first down. And uh, back behind that line of scrimmage and out of your view was the quarterback Jerry Keeling being reeled back very solidly by number 61 Gordon Judges of the Alouette. McKinnis has carried five times and has picked up 26 yards. And they call him Bone Keeling, so I don't want to hit him too hard, you know. First <laughs> and ten for the Stampeders at their own 50. And this play was broken up by number 51, Wally Heisman, the defensive right end. Rudy Lindemann tried to follow in behind his uh, up at the center, Basil Park, but that hole was shut off very quickly. Second down and nine yards to go. Actually, nine and a half to be exact. This is uh, the last minute of the opening quarter with Calgary leading 7-6. Knocked away there by Charlie Collins, the middle linebacker, as... Ted Collins, number 66, was forcing the quarterback feeling a way back deep. And one of the officials was injured on the play, and that's the referee. But uh, he says he can go right back into the ball. The official doesn't have to leave this game for one play for an injury. Third down and nine and a half yards to go. Ron Stewart. Picking from the Calgary 37-yard line. This is a short kick by Stewart. Larry Fairholm waits for it. Fairholm is down at the 27 or 28-yard line. Four-yard return. Larry Fairholm is the oldest member of the Montreal Alouettes in point of service. He's been there six years, but this is a very, very young club. They have only, uh, well, they have 23 brand-new ballplayers this year. We may have, uh, we may have to make a change in the officials here as the referee, Don Barker, working his first CFL game, is having trouble with that knee. He was hit back there. He says he's all right. We have uh, Harry Ross standing by just in case. Four seconds left in the opening quarter. Sonny Wade 
And at one side, just this wind and this shutter. Harry Evanson. Twenty-one yard gain by Terry Evanson, and at the end of the first quarter, the score is Calgary seven, Montreal six. We'll be back with the second quarter in a moment. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear, from Marks. Calgary cheerleaders, and the Montreal Alouette cheerleaders, they've been putting on a great show. They've got bands from all over the country as you saw earlier in the parade today. There's every color and shape of headgear here at the CNE today. Now the Alouettes are first and ten at the Montreal 47. Tom Pullen got some blocking. Terry Evanson, Terry Evanson, who takes them on at any size, was leading the blocking right into the Calgary bench. We might try to get a look at that because it, it might have been in your screen where Terry Evanson was pointing which way Tom Pullen could go. Well, the way he was running, it looked like he was going to run back to the bench because uh, he ran about 50 yards here for that uh, short game. See, he keeps trying to pick up the blocking, but uh, he finally runs out of blocking and runs into the sidelines here. And then Terry Evanson, I don't know if you can see him when the camera was pointing to get outside. And Frank Andrewski, uh, a little worked up over the fact that a couple of passes have been completed. But from the ground angle, he's just to throw out to the short flat. And Pullen uh, does a good job of coming around behind there. Evanson uh, almost opened up a key block there. A 10-yard gain in his funny way, looking down the middle to Denson, and he was covered by the right corner linebacker for Zanny. And funny way is complaining bitterly that there should have been an interference call. Well, the original 15-yard uh, penalty and the 10-yard gain moved the ball down to the 38-yard line, where it is now second down. And 10 to go for the Alouettes at the Calgary 38. 7-6 for the Stampeders. Evanson. And Andrewski wrestles them to the turf again. That'll be forced to kick. It's a great pass pattern by Terry Evanson down and out. That's his favorite pattern. Wade hits him perfectly. Terry just a little anxious to get the pass. He knows that Andrewski is right on him, and that's going to be the action for the rest of this game, I'm sure. It'll be third down. 
Johnny Wade is back to the 51-yard line. Nick Perez, 32, and 11 starts back to the sea. They're really shooting for a fumble and low tackles, Dick. A 35-yard kick, a 10-yard return. Well, it's not really recommended for a punt return man to jump up in the air like that because you've got everybody coming at you, and they're all taking shots at that ball. Here's what happened in the first quarter. It's about as close as you can get it, and as the score would indicate. Now we stand Peters with a minute and a half down in the second quarter. First down at their own 13. Harrison picks up seven yards. Hernan Harrison. Big fella got 70 for 1,024 yards and 12 touchdowns this season. He was an all Canadian in the last two years and probably will be again this year. He was all Western in the three previous years. Calgary players shaken up with Herman Harrison, number 76. That's one of those where when they're going to give you a pass, they're going to make you pay for it. That's what they made uh, with Herman Harrison there. With 13 minutes to play in the second quarter, the score is Calgary 7 and Montreal 6. Now the ball is on the 20-yard line. Crab, 21, goes at left end and plays with Harrison. Kinnis. Kinnis is slowed down by Larry Fairholm and stopped by number 50, Charlie Collins. And he does not uh, get beyond the 20-yard line, so it'll be third down and three. Third and three. The Alouettes defensively are very strong against the run, particularly the support from the corner linebackers. Larry Fairholm always comes up from that position on the run. Did a great job on that play of stopping on a very important second down attempt. John Stewart back at the Calgary six-yard line. John Couture, number 33. John Couture is a 22-year-old rookie from Hamilton Hurricanes, a junior. 43-yard kick and nine-yard run back. And a new ball is brought in on every play. A lot of wets went to camp with 90 players this year, including 20 linebackers. They picked three dandies out of them. Oakland 10, Montreal, it's the Montreal 52. Robinson lost his helmet, but he was able to hold Bruce Van Ness for a loss of two. What a year he's had, Dick. Here's Johnny Wells for a report on Harrison. Tom Harrison apparently injured a kidney on that last play. He's in a great deal of pain now and being assisted uh, by trainer Larry Chase and the doctor of the Calgary Stampeders, but he is in a great deal of pain with that kidney hurt. Thank you, John. 
Second down and 12 for the Alouettes at their own 50. Over the middle, the Bruce Van Ness. He goes to the 54-yard line. And that's a gain of six. Speaking about Herm Harrison, uh, James Lipke is just telling me that he talked to Harrison after the second Saskatchewan game, and he said that he, he was so hurt after that game, he didn't think he had a spot that uh, could be hurt on him, but I guess they found a new one. <laughs> 11 minutes and 6 seconds left in this first half. It's still 7-6 for the Stampeders. Wade kicking third and six. Perez. He fumbles. Now it's the Fantastic punt here by Wade, but Perez is not able to hold on to the football. Watch here as he's determined to try to break it loose. However, the ball does come loose, and it's the Montreal ball on the 17-yard line. A real big break for the Alouettes. Montreal first and 10 at the Calgary 17. two or three yards on the play. He's not a quick, not a, not a quick starter, uh, Dick. And on a field like today, those uh, slow plays are going to be costly for him. Well, he's got the long strides, and he's working a lot in practice on trying to shorten his strides. And I imagine during the offseason that he'll get the tires out to shorten the, shorten the stride up and get the high knee action. This is what he's got, what he needs. It'll be second down and seven for the Alouettes. Wade and Galleriva, no good. Frank Andruski comes up with the football, but of course the play had already been nullified, and this will undoubtedly bring out the honorable member from St. Anne's, George Springate, number 36, to attempt the field goal. It appears as if this ball is almost tipped by one of the Calgary Stampeders. Yes, it is. Suderman tips the football, knocking it down just a little bit and possibly preventing the touchdown. Springate attempting from the 21. Straight out. That's good. Lloyd Springate puts the Montreal Alouette ahead. With nine and a half minutes to play in the second quarter, the score is Montreal 9, Calgary 7. With the Alouettes on top, 9 to 7. The ball is on the 35-yard line, Calgary 1st and 10. Healing long one down here to Shaw. And Bobby Lee Thompson saved the touchdown. Well, the Alouettes were expecting the pass. They had a two-man coverage on uh, Jerry Shaw out 
to the bottom of your screen, and Dean Gaines had dropped back, but he had committed himself a little bit and was trying to recover. But Bobby Lee Thompson, coming up from behind, was able to dive and almost make the interception, but a very fine knockdown of a pass that, uh, which would have maybe been a foot longer, could have gone a long way. So he's getting it completed four out of seven for 31 yards. Second and 10, Calgary, for 35. Gerald Johnson was the intended receiver. Moral Code, number 17, got his hand on it. Moral Code, one of the great crop of new people. The Red Oakland, J.A. Albrecht. Sam is very put together for the Eastern Championship team. There's John Couture. Right over Hamilton. Couldn't make it. Now, he's with the Alouettes in the Grey Cup. Airholm. Airholm is down to the 44-yard line. What a great performer he's been over the years, Dick. Well, talking to the Montreal press people, people that are with the Alouettes all the time, they rate to... Uh, Fairholm as the top defensive back on this uh, Montreal ball club. He just does everything real well. 46 degrees here at the C&E. It's gone up a degree. 8-19 remaining in the second quarter. 9-7 Montreal. Benson had to pick his way. He managed to pick up about two and a half, maybe three yards on the play. A lot of people all over the country enjoying today's ball game. I know that Jack Woolley, a great Montreal fan who hadn't missed in 12 years, is appreciating and uh, we're going to enjoy this one, Jack. It is second down and seven yards to go for the Alouettes at the Montreal 48. Benson, they tried to come up, and I think the man responsible is Wayne Harris coming in very fast on a blitzing situation, and of course, Calgary will be set. Calgary Stampede is now with the football, first and ten at the road, 52. Johnson. Stopped in there by Gene Gaines, Larry Fairholm, and Merle Toad with Al Finette. Eight yards for the game. Johnson was uh, one of the great additions to the Stampeders this year from Curry U.A. and M. And they produced some great football players. And he's very fast. And when we were asking Jim Duncan how fast he is, he said, well, he's a blur. That's all. He don't like that cold weather because they had to take him out of the third quarter of that uh, Saskatchewan game because he just couldn't even move his hand. Second down and two. Diving over the middle for what appears to be the first down. Maybe Linderman uh, 
After moving from the kickoff return team, the bunch return team where he established record, has now moved to the offensive unit. And he's commanding more and more attention to those quarterbacks all the time, uh, Dick. Well, the quarterbacks, uh, actually, uh, we notice here on the situation that it's just short yardage, third down. I would think that uh, the Sam Peters would go for it in a situation like this. Uh, the ball in there in the field, they've got to show a little bit of uh, uh, momentum, so this is a good way to do it on a short yardage situation. Six minutes, 20 seconds remaining to halftime. Montreal leading 9-7. It is third down and inches. That's the 48. Montreal 48. Finish has the first down. Gains three yards. Stopped by Mark Cosmos. Hugh McKinnis, 23-year-old rookie. He was one of the big 33. Now, in Pennsylvania, when they picked the top 33 high school football players, they've always had the great ones, and he was one of those. Sideliner, that's Mojo. Johnson was the receiver. Morrow's code coming up so intense and trying to cover Johnson there that when the ball deflected away, he wasn't in a position to uh, reach out for it. These two teams are very close in many departments. They each averaged uh, 18 points offensively. Johnson left. And Harrison back into the ball game on the right side. Here it is. Okay. What a try. Dave Crandall. What an effort he did. Well, this is why that Jerry Keeling uh, noticed right off uh, as they broke downfield that uh, Cranmer was going to be open. He tried to lay it out there. The defensive backs trying to recover uh, were there, but I think probably the momentum of uh, Alpha Nook in front of him probably distracted him enough that uh, it wasn't complete. Couture and Fairholm go into the end zone to receive. Stewart will kick from his own 52. And there's Mr. Jake Kadar, Ralph Fazio, many of the officials in the box. Secure goes to the 12 of the 13-yard line. And that's a 37-yard kick, a six-yard return. That must make young coaches grow very quickly when those halfbacks take that football on a dead run with that kick. It makes broadcasters grow old, too, because I get a little nervous watching him uh, uh, move up like that, because especially on a windy day where you don't know what's going to happen to that ball when it's coming down. First and 10 for the Alouettes at their own 13. Intended for Terry Everton, covered by Howard Stark. Everton says that he and Sonny Wade have worked together long enough now that they can make up their patterns as they go. That's why he felt that he was so confident about uh, catching a lot of passes against the Stan Peters today, even though the great Frank Andrewski would be on him. Well, he also, uh, he knows the Calgary defensive men uh, fairly well. He knows what their moves are. And, of course, he studies them a lot, and uh, this helps, too. 
Second and ten, Montreal, at their own 13. Up to the 20-yard line. Peter Dallariva. Except seven yards. And that'll be about three away from the first. 4-10 remaining in the half. Well, take a look at the Pelly Peter Del Riva 74 coming down, hooking in front of that zone, Larry Robinson. There you see the footing, uh, 70 furlong has a tough job getting over there. This is going to be a problem all day for the pass defender, stopping and reacting to the pass receiver. Honey Wade will kick from his own seven-yard line. Almost blocked, Andrewski. Sillier, number 28, is stopped by Canale at the 47-yard line. A 32-yard kick. Calgary Sam Peters, the visiting club, Montreal, the home club for this game. You're going to notice here, uh, Frank Andrewski came in trying to block that punt. Uh, he hit underneath there. Uh, Sonny Wade got up very slowly. He thought this uh, he was uh, hit after he released the ball, but uh, the official felt that he had caught him. On the way by the uh, 9-7 for Montreal. And Calgary first down at the Montreal 47. A finish. Hit by Mark Cosmos, number 58. At the 49-yard line. That'll be a loss of about one on the play, which is... Great effort by uh, number 58, Mark Cosmos, one of the new linebackers. He's a 235-pounder from Oklahoma. I feel that the linebackers are the secret to any successful football club, and uh, certainly Widger and Cosmos, this has been a big key to their success. They steal off a lot of things and get back to the flat very quickly. Second down, 11 and a half to go. And Keeling throws over the head of the intended receiver, number 31, Hugh McKinnis. With three minutes to play in the second quarter, the score is Montreal 9, Calgary 7. Here's a look at the stadium from our camera up 116 feet in the end zone. Third down, 11 and a half as Stewart punts. Forty-nine-yard kick, and uh, Brian Marshall from Loyola University drove him out at the three-yard line. Sam Echeverry, and what a fantastic season he has had! There's the camera we were talking about a moment ago, and just out there behind it, Ontario Place. Down Montreal at their own three. Moses Benson just got to the five yard line, picked up a couple. It'll be second down and eight to go. It's Craig Coins and number 61, the sophomore from Davenport, made the tackle. Harry LaFave comes off. Ted Alslin, number 34, is way to the top left-hand corner of your screen. Right flanker. 
34. Second and eight. He set up a safety touch here. Oh, he got out. Referee Don Barker will try to bring this one back for you. Don Barker, the referee, said that he got out over the goal line. That could have been the tying point. Well, you be the judge on this one. Uh, Craig Coinsand plays it very nicely. Sonny Wade knows he's getting the blitz there, and he's got to release that ball. You notice that he catches him right on the uh, goal line there. The official calls him inside. Well, it's the momentum that decides the safety touch. And they ruled that the momentum was the Calgary Stampede momentum that drove him back in. goes out at the 35-yard line. 37-yard kick, a two-yard return. I mentioned on the aerial place, and that's what you see out there, a $19 million project, a large entertainment, an exhibition complex, and one of the top tourist attractions in the country. Stampeders, first down at the Montreal 35. We have both Rogers Kramer, number 65, and uh, 51, Granny Liggins, the right guard, in the area where the pass was thrown. Prime Minister Robart with Sam Berger, the owner of the Montreal on the west right in behind him. What a contribution Mr. Berger has made. Fifty-one to halftime, Montreal leading 9-7. Gary Shaw, the left end slipped wide. Harrison, tight end. The ball is loose, and the Montreal Alouettes have recovered. Jerry Kaling has given a tremendous joke. Listen, football terms is getting it from the blind side. Mark Cosmos here coming from way back. Just drives him past the ball and he leaves it there. And the Alouettes come up with the fumble. Minute 43 remaining. There's a loss of 12 on that one. And so the Alouettes are first down at their own 47. Gary Lefebvre is too tightly covered in there by Andrewski. Well, that Andrewski's all over the place. He's been covering Evanson. When Evanson goes out, uh, he covers Lefebvre when Lefebvre goes out. With Dr. Ted Percy on the Alouette staff, he's done quite a job in rebuilding some of those Alouettes, particularly Gary Lefebvre. What a miraculous recovery he made. A broken arm and a broken leg back on August 12th, then came back to star in the finals against Hamilton. Second and 10 Alouettes at the round 47. It was Jake Perez on uh, Terry Evanson. Interesting facts when you dig back on the Great Cup, like the 11 years, the coach of the year never won the Great Cup, but Frank Clare did it last year, and in 16 years, the 
Most outstanding player ever won the Grey Cup until Russ Jackson did it last year. Harris, number 77, Hulky, 47, James, 61, points and 67 shooter, Linda Punt, four for the Stampeders. Great kicking third and ten. And Brucey came within a whisker of blocking that one, too. Chillier. Oh, and are those Alouettes tackling downfield now? 33-yard kick and a five-yard return. Foul is on the 34-yard line. It is first and ten for the Calgary Stampeders. Montreal leading nine to seven. A minute and 16 seconds left in the half. Healing. Fine catch by Earl Johnson. And Mark Cosmos came in there with a shot at the football, missed the football, and uh, the gain is three. McKenna's five-yard touchdown at the 427 mark of the opening quarter, and Robinson's convert made it uh, 7-0. Then Ted Alpin from Moses Denson at 9-17 of the first quarter made it 7-6, and Springgate's field goal at 535 of this quarter made it 9-7. Way out there, and uh, intended for Jerry Shaw, slipped and fell. 55 seconds left in the half. And so Larry Fairholm and John Couture will go back to the 25 and the 20-yard line. Sure. 40-yard kick and a three-yard return, and that puts the ball on the 42-yard line. Watching uh, Jerry Shaw a moment ago, you couldn't tell because he slipped there, but Dick, doesn't he have great moves? Well, I think he's got probably uh, one of the better moves in the league, and I enjoy watching a fellow like him run pass patterns because he does it the way they're supposed to be done taking it down the allotted yardage and then breaking it off squarely. A lot of pass receivers, you'll notice that they're sort of turning the corner. This is not the way you're supposed to do it. He does an outstanding job. First and 10 for the Alouettes at their own 42. Wade to Van Ness. Perez stops him on the 51-yard line. And that's nine-yard gain. Bruce Van Ness. I think they put about five or eight pounds on Van Ness when they uh, made him a fullback rather than a, a flanker. Speaking of putting on weight, uh, Wally Highsmith used to be a, a 215 pounder until they started working on him. He's now 255. Oh, good. That's funny, Wade has learned early in his career about those second and one gambles, doesn't he? Well, that's uh, where the real smart quarterbacks come in. He has a lot of, I think that stems from having a lot of confidence in your offensive line and your offensive back. Because uh, in a lot of cases, 
uh, depending on the field situation, uh, third and one, you know you're going to go for it. You have the confidence enough that you're going to pick it up. Uh, a lot of times it's, uh, it'll pay off in a big gainer, and it's a particular case, you're not going to take any chances with that two-point lead. Wade kicking from his own 35 on a third and one situation. He hurried that one and got a wobbler up. Sillier. Sillier goes out at the 33-yard line. We have 14 seconds left. Jim Sillier set a CFL record with 123 punt returns this season. And he's still standing up. I can't believe it. <laughs> Sillier was a Calgary third choice in the University of Ottawa. That is, they're still jacked, right? He came to the university. That's a job in football. 14 seconds left in the half. First down at the 33. Tennis to the 36. Nine seconds left. Wait, this game is going. We could very well be headed for overtime. The overtime game, the last one is 1961. The only one, as a matter of fact. Kenny Flynn sitting at home will remember the touchdown he scored to win that one right here. And seven. Gentlemen. And a fine tackle out there by Mike Widger, number 41. And at the end of the first half, the score is Montreal 9, Calgary 7. Thank you, Al. And now, Justin Canale, number 57, has teed up the football as the Alouettes will kick off. For the Calgary Stampeders, Euro Johnson, number 27, and number 11 starts back to the season. The second half is underway. Starts at the 11. over a tackle and move to the 33-yard line. Howard Stark, a 55-yard kickoff, a 22-yard run back. And now the Calgary Stampeders, with their halftime adjustments ready, will be first and 10 at the 32-yard line. Montreal with 62, Steve Smear at left end. Heisman is 51 at right end, gets set to try to stop. The Calgary Stampeders. Ted Collins is in there to make the tackle on Rudy Linderman along with Mark Cosmos. The gain is a couple. It'll be second down and eight to go. Uh, let's get out to Johnny Wells for a field report. Herman Harrison was injured in the first half of play here this afternoon, and I'm talking to tra trainer Larry Chase. The diagnosis of the injury is a possible fractured rib for Herman Harrison, but he's still in the ball game. And eight. Getting in a hurry. And the pass taken in there by Dave Cranmer. And he is down at the uh, 39 yard line. Gain is five. This time it is Mark Cosmos taken up. He's slowly to his feet, but he stays in. Becky was saying that they, uh, with Johnny Bright, that they'd have to start throwing those little short ones to open up the second half. Well, you've got to pick those zone defenses apart. You've got to try and lay it in between the uh, deep men and the linebackers. Uh, that's why we talk about the short zone. 
It is third down and two to go. Stewart does a good job of getting that one away. That's Larry Fairholm. Fairholm to the... Oh, they're rolling him down back at the 38-yard line. He literally took off from there. It'll be first and ten for the Alouettes at the 38. I forget to get me one of those hats. Bayard <laughs> in a left tackle, an alley of right tackle, right yard rather. Inside, Benson. He has a first down. Eleven or twelve yards for Moses Benson. Well, you can talk all you want about slippery field conditions, but Moses Denson in this play, as he did against Hamilton in the mud, shows tremendous balance in the muddy going, and this is going to be a very important factor to that Alouette offense in this last half. Montreal first down at their own 50-yard line. The fade no good. Perez is out there covering on Gary Lefebvre as Larry Robinson came to pick up Pullen. What a year. Talked to John Atamian earlier this week, the fine guard of the Calgary Stampeders, and getting a comparison of play in the East and West. He feels that the linemen are lighter in the West. Uh, they look for a more versatile, uh, uh, quicker lineman than in, than in the East. The East goes for more of a heavier defense. Second and ten at the 50. And Ness going to Evanson. Very alert Montreal club. Knew that Calgary would be outside. Or that they would be called because the flag came down. So it's the old halfback option play, and Bruce Van Ness worked it very well. And Terry Evanson had a lead big spread downfield. He picked it in for 26 yards. The officials are still discussing the uh, penalty on the play. Take plays in. Now, speaking of great cup records, there's time to look at. Don Barker has called in both of the sideline officials and has told the team captains to move back while he talks this thing over. Probably discussion on the play, John. It looked like the Calgary Stampeders were offside, but I think that they were claiming that the Montreal Alouettes had drawn them offside, and I think this is why they were arguing so much about it. But uh, the officials aren't standing for it. They claim the Calgary offside, so the pass is complete. And it's a 26 yard gain, first down for the Alouettes at the Calgary 34. Moses <laughs> Benson. 
Seven tacklers on the play. Moses Denson. You saw Larry there. You saw Wayne Harris miss a tackle. Well, you don't see that very often, Johnny. We look at it again from the uh, sideline camera, and there's Denson, that tremendous effort. He continues to impress everyone. That Calgary defense knows that they've got a gang tackle. They're really at him. Sonny Wade almost got involved in the block there and very wisely held off because it was John Helton, and he's a lot weight there. Ed Alpin is in as the flanker. Now it is second down, ten and a half. And Galleriva could not hold on. Sonny Wade has been really mixing. He's thrown to five different players. And there's the another record of one of the CTV crews. On the regular season, Johnny Bright. Finale attempt from the 42-yard line. And that's a very field that uh, it's blocked at the line of scrimmage is taken by Terry Wilson. The ball was tipped. Big number 77, John Helton was the man that tipped it. Uh, he snuck in there uh, between the guard and the center, got his hands up there and completed it. Uh, Justin Canale is one of three players who kicked field goals from over 50 yards this season. Ted Girella of BC and Dave Cutler from Edmonton and Canale have all kicked field goals this season of over 50 yards. Now the Calgary Stampeders, first and 10 at their own 19-yard line. It's a 9-7 ball game, Montreal lead. Linderman. He stopped at the line of scrimmage. There's number 21, Thompson, 62, Steve Smear, and 58, Cosmos, made the tackle. Second down and 10. Well, that's the kind of play that exemplifies the fine Alouette defense all season. Linderman takes that toss, but look at the pursuit. Three men up there, Gaines, the corner linebacker, all up in there. Second down. Ten yards to go for the Calgary Stampeders at the Calgary 19-yard line. Shaw left, Johnson right. Cran with a slot back left, and Crab 21 the left end. Jerry Shaw came up with the ball, but it's ruled incomplete. And have another look at that one and see where that hit the ground. I think he could have called it complete if you were counting the sod that he picked up, but he missed the ball. Uh, it's a long uh, square end pattern. He's deep downfield, just in between the linebacker. Mike Ridgely made an effort for it, and Jerry Shaw made a diving stab at it, but just wasn't able to maintain control of it. The official upfield saw that it was dropped. Ten minutes left in the third quarter. Third and ten for the snap. Stewart just went up high to Couture at the 47. He's down at the 50. 44-yard kick, 11-yard run back for John Couture. Well, the East has won the last three Grey Cups, but uh, since the modern day, we back to 54, the uh, rest is 1-9 out of 16. 
Braid has room to run if he wants. And elected to throw to Gary LaFave. Another Calgary Stampede is really shaken up on the play as Howard Stark. He was in on that tackle and he was shaking his head as he got up. But nine and a half minutes to play in the third quarter. The score is Montreal nine, Calgary seven. Ball is on the Calgary 50. It is second down and 10 to go for the Montreal Alouettes. They lead 9-7. Fumbled the football, but I think he pulled it back in. Yes, he did. It'll be third down and long yardage, about 24. Well, it's quite a shock when you go back there, especially when you get your back to the line. You expect that screen to be wide open. You watch Sonny Wade once to release it, but knows that he can't slip in the mud. And of course, a good defensive lineman like that will grab the arms. This knocks the ball loose from uh, uh, the quarterback, and uh, you saw it happen right there, but Sonny Wade was able to take it back in. Third down and 24 as Wade kicks on the Montreal 32. He tried to kick the ball, didn't get it away, and uh, Calgary has recovered. from center is so important. He's got to get that ball back there on the mark so that the quarterback can take his two and a half steps to punt it. Here you see that he has to try and one-hand it, which I think he might have been able to use two hands on the play. He fumbles it around, tries to kick it, but uh, Ron Stewart grabs him and he misses the ball completely. And consequently, Calgary recovers. Austin Penn, Stan Peters. Steve Shear is in there to stop human tennis. He got about one yard on the play. See also there's some did some unique shopping, picking up Steve Smear, who was unbeaten at Penn State in his last three years, and Ed George, who in the last two years of high school, the first year of college, was unbeaten. So we've got some great individual performers on this club. Second down and nine yards to go for the stamp. Rudy Linderman down at the 55-yard line. What a great effort by Rudy Linderman for seven yards. Well, here's the trademark of the Calgary Stampedes, able to catch that ball in the heavy crash. You'll recall in the Western Final, Harrison and Cranmer made two fantastic catches in second down important yardages with bodies all around them. Linderman does the same thing in that play. Well, Larry Robinson will come in. He's under great pressure on this field goal now, but of course, nothing like he was in Saskatchewan for that shattering field goal on the last play of the game of the Western Final. It's from the 32-yard line. It's good. Well, it's... Uh, Seven and a half minutes to play in the third quarter. The score is Calgary 10, Montreal 9. Montreal at the 35-yard line, first and 10, as Calgary leads 10-9. Yes. 
Allen goes to the 52-yard line before he is pulled down, and that is a gain of 17 yards. Tom Pullen. The well-thrown ball by Sonny Wade. He gets good protection from the sideline, unisolated, 75 coming down, running that down and breaking in pattern. It's a difficult pass for the quarterback to throw into because his receiver's going away from his angle, but Pullen is right there. Well played. First and 10 for the Alouettes. That's the 52. Van Ness. In there very quickly with 47, Fred James to slow him down. And then he was stopped just over the 55-yard line. Second down and seven yards to go for the Montreal Alouettes. This between the Calgary 40, at least the 54, and the 55-yard line. Points in, Nelson, two great defensive linemen for the Stampeders. Harry Evanson was covered again by Orzani, the linebacker. Certainly opportunities, Dick, where that side is an open for Funny Wade to go, but he has not taken off. Well, I've noticed in a lot of cases he's throwing off balance. He's not getting back and uh, getting set up. Just a little partial rollout on that particular play uh, where you don't have the opportunity to set up. Once you see a man open, the quarterback gets very anxious to release the ball and sometimes throwing it off balance. It'll be third down and seven, and Funny Wade is back at his own 40-yard line, 16 yards deep to kick. Ball goes out of bounds at the 32-yard line, and we have another Calgary Stampeder injured, and that's Dick Peterman, but he's helped to his feet, and he goes off at his own speed. So the Calgary Stampeders. I got him a first and ten at their own 32. Calgary leads Montreal 10-9. With five minutes and 34 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Very killing at quarterback. Kenneth. Finally wrestled down by Mark Cosmos. Up over the 40-yard line. Picks up eight yards on the play. It'll be second down and two. Well, the right side of that Calgary uh, offense has been providing them with their best blocking these last few uh, games that they've been winning. This time, Fairholm has to come up very quickly. Cosmos is strong, but he doesn't get a good start of that uh, ball carry on that play, and that's uh, good yardage for McKinnon. Second down and two to go for the Stamps, just over the run 40. Hit by Charlie Collins, and it's going to be close. There's a look at part of the 534 radio, television, newspaper writers, broadcasters, technicians. Covering the 1973 Cup. There's Jorma Quisma on the phone to the Montreal uh, spotters up there. And that's, uh, that's going to gamble. Algy Stampeder sends in the kicking unit. 
Skinner to carry 10 times for 40 yards. Brandler, three times for 13. Lunderman has five carries for six yards. Ron Stewart checking from zone 27. Secure. He gets back to the 34-yard line. Here's Johnny Wells. Dick Suderman lived off on that last defensive series for the Calgary Stampeders. The diagnosis from trainer Larry Chase is a bruised left knee, but he'll likely get back to the action very shortly. John? Jim Duncan, the quarterback, Jerry Keeling. As the Montreal Alouettes are first down at the Montreal 34. He's thrown out at the 41 by Greg Perez. And there's about eight yards. Harry Evanson who still holds the pass receiving record of the CFL. On split screen, Evanson is covered by Perez. The uh, Calgary Stampeders are not switching now. Andrisky staying on the left. That one is very closely covered by the cornerback. It is second down and uh, two yards to go. That's the 41. Benson does not look like he has it. Harry Wilson. Now we've got Ed George and uh, Howard Stark mixing. Starts at 185 and uh, George at 255. <laughs> well, we talked about field conditions being good. That was at the beginning of the game, but then this turning has taken quite a bit out of it. It's third down and two yards to go. Won't have to worry about turf at Empire Stadium next year, though. They get the wobbler up to Sillier. Sillier is brought down by Tom Pullen at the 45-yard line. Uh, three minutes to play in the third quarter. The score is Calgary 10, Montreal 9. Calgary Stampeders have the ball. First down at the run, 45. Out there by Jerry Shaw down at the 50-yard line. That's his first of the day, and it's good for 15 yards. Well, this is where you feel that on a slippery field like this, that the offensive man has the benefit because he knows where he's going. This pass is a little short thrown by Jerry Keeling, getting plenty of time so that uh, Jerry Shaw is able to make his cut, even though he slipped and come back for it. Toad, as you notice, the turf being up there, wasn't able to recover in time. A 15-yard reception. Calgary, first and 10. At the Montreal 60-yard line. Calgary needs 10-9. Interception. Al Finesse. Finesse is down at the 45-yard line. A 20-yard return. 
Well, Alpha Neff has been the big man for the Alouettes all season long with uh, his uh, tremendous interception, safely, uh, safely in the playoffs. Here he comes up with a big one, trying to go long on this one. He plays it very nicely. Merle uh, Coe sticking there, uh, trying to knock his man out. Neff brings it back up to a turnover for the Alouettes. Montreal is now first down at the Montreal 45, with a minute 55 to go in the third quarter. Incomplete to the save, and here's Bernie Pasco. Short spring grade of the Montreal Alouettes in a low-scoring game like this. No doubt traction means a big uh, thing as far as field goal kicking. Just how is the traction out there? Well, you can see that the field right in the center between the hash marks is pretty well chewed up now because basically it's saw that has been relayed. And uh, the moment you, you step on it, out it goes and you have to relay it again, and it's pretty tricky out there. Now let's go back up top to Johnny Issa. Second and 10 for the Montreal Alouettes at the 45. No good. Headed for Peter Galleriva. And so the Montreal Alouette will send the punting unit in. Well, again, on split screen, Delarive, the intended receiver, going down and hooking. And that field over in the sideline continues to slip away from both the receiver and the defender. As Dick pointed out, it's really a question of who can react the best on the poor footing. Anyway, on a third and ten situation, we'll go back to his own 31. And it's 22 left in the third quarter with Calgary leading 10-9. Perez is down at the 25 and the 26 yard line. What a shot he took there. But he just bounces up, goes right back to the sideline. That's one of those kicks that took off uh, the punt return men. Wonder whether it'll ever come down or whether it's going to bring rain. But uh, he was able to take it in. 46-yard kick and a six-yard return. Very high, very high. Calgary Stampeders at their own 25, first and 10. Shaw to the right. Gary Feeling had to unload that one. I believe that Rudy Litterman was to be the intended receiver there, but he slipped and fell. And Jerry Keeling very wisely just threw the ball away because he would have been thrown for a 10-yard loss. You have to do a little bit of acting on those screen plays. Rudy Litterman tried to check the end, but uh, the end got too much of a shot at him, knocked him off balance, so consequently he was down when the screen was supposed to be thrown. Now we picked that one first down in this third quarter, and uh, we'll pick that two. Second and 10 for the Stamps at their own 25. Intercepted again, Alphanet. He's down to the 28-yard line. Alphanet, runner up to Jimmy Young, the outstanding player, Canadian player in the CFL. But Jerry Keeling lets this ball get away from him. He, uh, he presses a little bit too much, gets the nose of the ball up in the air, and consequently it takes off on him. Alphanet, the man again, that comes up with another big interception. Calgary 
in net. It's going to be Casper. Evanson. To the seven-yard line, Terry Evanson. 22-yard gain, and watch this one. Uh, Terry Evans is very happy about this one. He runs a deep pattern. It's the halfback pass again, but the defensive man was unable to recover to it, and Terry Evans just times it beautifully. First and goal to go for the Montreal Alouette. The Calgary seven-yard line. Bruce Van Ness, the quarterback in college. Wide flankers both ways. play for the Alouettes in a reverse. You see here, you look like the defensive man's going to get it before John Pullen does. Of course, everybody's over there. He's got tremendous blocking on the left side. It's just a matter of driving it in for a seven-yard TD. You notice he makes a dive at the last minute just to get over the goal line. Now it's a 15-10 to 10 ball game as George Springgate attempts the extra point. third quarter. The score is Montreal 16, Calgary 10. We'll return with the fourth quarter in a moment. <laughs> Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear, from Marks. Johnson, 27, and starts 11, waiting at the Calgary goal line for the kickoff by Justin Canelli. 15 minutes to go. 16 to 10 for the Alouettes over the Stampeders. Hugh McKinnis. Hold down at the 33-yard line as he lost his footing. Here's a report from the Alouette bench. Sonny Wade, uh, without question, ball handling is a little tough out there, but uh, the Alouettes are moving the ball, especially in that third quarter. I think the footing's the main thing right now, that all the slide is loose, and all the backs are having a little trouble with their footing. They're making their cuts. Sonny, we'll see you back in the fourth quarter. Now back to Johnny Esau. First and 10 for the snap. Sandler. He into the 36-yard line, picking up about three yards. Let's go back and take another look at that touchdown from another angle. 
This is a new play for the Alouettes, this uh, fake pass by Wade, and he times it perfectly, then the end around. Notice the pressure from the front floor, Helton right in there, just perfect execution. Sepatelli, 45, does a tremendous job of getting over here from the center position, clearing the way to allow Pullen, 75, to dive into the end zone. And now it is second down and the seven. Healy. Good for a first down. Cranmer picks that ball off, and uh, he drove the corner linebacker, Mark Cosmos, back and picks up nine. Steve Cranmer is lined up at the wingback position, goes down and just squares out behind the linebackers, and uh, Jerry Keeling with that nice motion there completes the pass. First thing. Surprised that they haven't started to throw to Cranmer a little bit earlier in the ball game. This young fellow out of uh, Sarnia and Bowling Green University has been a great receiver. Got six touchdown passes this season. They took a great recovery by Ted Collins, number 66, to stop McKinnis because there was a hole there for him. Had Collins not pulled him down. Ted Collins, who had seen previous service with Ottawa, then Winnipeg. Moved in and took over the defensive left tackle position from Mike Webster early in this season, and uh, he's had a great year for the Alouette. Second down and two to go for the stance at their own 47. Good pass in there to the 53 yard line, and Herman Harrison holds on to the football. He's an amazing receiver. Eight yards is the length of the game. Herman Harrison. Split screen again. Keeling throwing to his favorite target, Harrison. A little short of the first down yardage. Harrison is doing a great job of getting off that line. I was expecting the Alouettes to put a lot more pressure to hold him off at the line of scrimmage, but that takes a big man. And this Calgary offense certainly comes to life when they get down and behind them. You probably noticed four men uh, hitting Harrison after he caught the ball. That's the way this ball game has been going. Hit, hard hitting on both sides. 12 and a half minutes left in the ball game. Montreal leading 16 to 10. Third down and inches. Gina Kenneth was caught there by Al Finesse. But whether he was able to slide off him for a first down, only the yardstick can tell. You sometimes wonder about that off-tackle play because it's uh, a little bit delayed and that outside man can sometimes get in there enough to stop your momentum. Alpha and F almost did it on this play. We're going to have to wait and see on the measurement. Tough part of that decision is trying to find the yard marker to take your measurement from. First down. Now the champions and there are big section rooters get something to holler about. And the Alouette, <laughs> as you saw in this discussed with that young lad's face, of course. Oh, they not like that measurement. Now we have Herbie Shum, number 52, coming into the ball game as he replaces Roger Kramer at left tackle. First and ten for the stamps right at uh, midfield. Good pressure 
by Wally Highsmith, the defensive right end. Looked like they were going to come with a deep reverse to Cranmer, but uh, Keeling had no opportunity to execute that one. I think possibly Highsmith probably wondered that maybe a screen's going on because nobody's touching me here and I can't believe it. So uh, to make sure that nothing was going to happen, he grabbed both men. <laughs> That makes it second down and 10 to go for the Stampeders at midfield. 11 and a half minutes left in the ballgame. Montreal leading 16 to 10. Everybody was jumping for the football, but it was way out of bounds. But in this kind of a ball game, you don't take any chances. Uh, you uh, play the ball and uh, find out later. Well, everyone talks about the Alouette defensive linebackers. 41, uh, Mike Wager coming in on a blitz, gets double teamed. He fights through it, regains his balance, and that's very important. Those Alouettes, they never stay in the ground. Just enough there and there again to bother Keeling. And then the other linebacker, 50 Collins, comes in and puts the final pressure on. Back to receive, it'll be... Uh, Fair home and secure. Stewart gets a good high punt up there to secure. He's down at the 22-yard line. Bill Roy, number 50, down there to get him. <laughs> Nerves are getting a little frayed. It's coming to the end of a long, tough, but a most exciting season in the Canadian Football League. The best we've ever had. And at this stage, when it's a little cold out there in the field and the uniforms are wet. And with 11 minutes to play in the fourth quarter, the score is Montreal 16, Calgary 10. Well, the ball is at the 21-yard line. The Montreal Alouettes are first and 10. Flags down all over the place, and you'll have to see whether uh, who started it and who was drawn offside. I point out that uh, the outstanding player of the game will be receiving a new double A Monte Carlo. make a third and nine. 46 degree temperature here at the CNE in Toronto for this 1970 Grey Cup game. We have 10 minutes and 27 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Montreal leading Calgary 16 to 10. Last time they met in the Grey Cup, Montreal defeated Calgary 28-15 back in 1949. Very high, Cecilier at the 40. 49 yard kick. 
Well, we're uh, closing in on one record in the punting department. Calgary has punted 13 times today. The total number of 17 set by Charlie Shepard of the Blue Bombers back in 1959. And there's the car that'll be won by the outstanding player of this game. Calgary, first and 10 at their own 43. Feeling through it low. Candidate for the gentleman. There is the Grey Cup. That's what the game of football in Canada is all about. Peters, second down and 10 to go at their own 43. Johnson right, Shaw, Cranmer left. Tended for Rudy Litterman, but it was tipped. I believe Mike Widger got a fingernail on it. Well, I think he got his helmet on it rather than tip it. Uh, he was trying to cover another man coming out of the backfield. I think the ball just hit off the top of his uh, helmet. You know, you mentioned the uh, 1949 fight between these two teams. Uh, a lot of people remember some of the participants in that. Uh, Frank Stilchap, uh, Eagle Keys uh, for the Alouettes, uh, Ralph Tool, uh, Juan Sheridan. And on the Calgary side, there were fellows like Keith Spade, Doug Turner. Ron Stewart kicks to secure at the 40. He goes out at the 45-yard line. Other names that uh, you might remember, Sugarfoot Anderson, Woody Strode, who's appearing uh, in movies nowadays, and a fellow that was a backup man was Normie Kong, who went on to be uh, so great with the Edmonton Eskimos. 9-19 remaining in the ball game. Montreal Alouette showing great poise at their own 45 on their first and ten. He must have a tremendous grasp on that football thing because he carries it out there like a loaf of bread sometimes, and you often wonder why it doesn't get knocked out of his hands. Very much like Leo Lewis used to. Well, it's one of the hazards of it. It's a matter of having confidence uh, in your ball carrying ability and naturally uh, the strength in your arms to carry it that way. Second down and eight to go at the 48. Eight. Peter Dalariva for 16 yards. It was a great play by Dalariva, but an even better one by Sonny Wade. Austin, in behind uh, the big pass rush, he saw that he was in trouble. He told Dalariva to get upfield. There you saw Peter turn, and the ball is thrown, and just as he turned, it was hit right on the number. Now it is first and ten for the Alouettes at the 47. Calgary 47. Terry Evanson. That's good for ten yards. Here's Johnny Wells. Herm Harrison injured uh, in the uh, first half of the ball game this afternoon. Herm, what exactly is the injury and how much pain are you playing under out there? I got a cartilage in the rib, a rib cartilage, you know. And it just 
giving me quite a bit of pain. I couldn't hardly breathe, you see. When I went into halftime, they gave me a shot of Zolotane, and it feels a lot better, but still, when I breathe deep, you know, I get a muscle spasm. Thanks very much, Herb. Back up to Johnny Esau. Right, it is first and ten for the Alouettes at the 36. Calgary 36. The save is very close to a first down. Gary LaFave. 20 years of 24 years of age, five years of experience in the CFL, three of them with Edmonton, two with Montreal. He comes out and uh, Ted Elfman, number 34, goes in. The right six are being requested by the Stampeders. Sonny Wade is now content to work just the uh, short patterns uh, and, and practically all the short patterns uh, that are run, they're about 10 yards deep. The defensive men are slipping. They have no chance of recovering on those things, and they just have to be content to let the passes be complete and react to them as quickly as possible. Wind is still blowing across the field. Not heavy, not enough to hinder. And right now, the Alouettes are first down. 25. Calgary 25. They tried for it. They had Dallariva way deep in the end zone, all alone, but they couldn't uh, get to him. Funny Wade has completed 16 out of 34 passes for 190 yards. Jimmy Duncan. The wide flanker to the top of your screen, number 34. Second and 10, Montreal. Van Ness. Down to the 16-yard line. Nine yards. Tremendous pressure this time on the quarterback, Sonny Wade. Notice here as the Calgary Stampeder inside rush gets to him, but he releases the ball right on time to Van Ness. Van Ness catches it and uses his great power to perfection. Alouettes have asked for the measurement, and this is a funny way to talk about replacing your divot. <laughs> that looked like one of your shots. <laughs> well, I must say that Ken. Ken Twig and uh, his staff at the CNE have spent a lot of time, a lot of money. They've reached Kirkland Field twice in the last part of the season to try to make it as good as possible for this big game. We are third down and a couple of feet to go for the Alouettes. Ball is on the 16-yard line. He has the first down. Boy, that these two clubs have shown the benefits of great coaching this year, Dick. We saw what Jim Duncan and his crew did to win the West, and we saw what uh, Sam Echeverry and his gang did to win the East. Now we're here, we see the meeting for the big one. It's five and a half minutes left to go in the ball game. Thank <laughs> you. 
Now, the referee has called time for a moment, and... Uh, I believe they were encroaching on the corner of the end zone down there. He wouldn't start play. My golly, I think that was our camera in there. We're guilty. We're going to get it again. What they're afraid of, even though our cameras are padded, they're afraid that if we get too close to the sideline there and a player comes, he might bump. So they have uh, asked us to move back. Ball is on the Calgary 10 meter 14 yard line. It is first and 10 for the Alouette. 5-14 left in the ball game. 15-10 for Montreal. They tried to break off the ball because the ball was wet, and the official Don Barker says he will not call it again. They must go in there and play with this one. Benson is hit at the 10 and driven back. The gain is four yards. It'll be second down and six. And all of us who were in the uh, television end of football would like to congratulate Chart Holmes of Hamilton, Pat Mahoney of Calgary, Andy Curry of Winnipeg, Jack Rocket of Windsor, Sammy Shefsky of Toronto, all builders of football honored at the dinner uh, this year. doing an outstanding job of picking up the blitz on uh, so many occasions in this ball game. They've almost gotten to him, but he's been able to shake free. As you notice here, Wayne Harris almost got in there. And Gary LaFave got his body in between him and the defenders. He's able to jump up and take that pass for the touchdown. Now the extra point by George Springate. Complete with white shoes. There he is. There he is. Number 14, Larry Lawrence. 
21-year-old rookie from Iowa. Twenty-three to ten. Four and a half minutes left in the ball game. Long place to scamper. Great defensive play by Larry Fairholm to tip that ball away, covering Rudy Ritterman. Funny way to complete it, 19 out of 37 for 213 yards, but the strength of that Montreal club in building up that 13-point lead has come from his variety of receivers. He's thrown to seven different receivers in the game. And that's a very still in the record book. But the most interesting thing I think about Sam is that his lifetime percentage completion is 56%, which is very high. Second and 10, Lawrence, no good. Knocked away by Mark Cosmo. Winner of the Grey Cup, each member of the winning team gets $1,500. Each member of the losing team gets $1,000. It is third and 10. 1968, Calgary came to the Grey Cup, was beaten by Ottawa, 24-21. People will always remember the Stampeders for their 12-7 win over Ottawa in 48, which set the modern trend for a Grey Cup festivities. Fairholm is down on the 51-yard line. 35-yard kick. Defensive threat to the Alouette come off. You certainly can't help but uh, think of the tremendous job that Bob Ward has done coaching that defensive club. Bob Ward, who uh, was a two-time All-American at guard at Maryland, he wore number 28 in those days, and he's the only player at Maryland to have that number retired. And there were some pretty good fellows coming out of there, fellows like Bernie Columbus. First and 10 for the Alouettes at their own 51-yard line. Benson picked up about three, two and a half, maybe. Three and a half minutes left in the ball game. But what a vintage year it has been in the CFL for new faces. Montreal leading the way with 23 of them. But every club added new ones. Added good ones. Setting the stage for 1971. And we should go into it with great enthusiasm. Blade, intercepted by Andrewski. Andrewski is back to the 53-yard line. Frank Andrewski. With two and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter, the score is Montreal 23, Calgary 10. Calgary Stampeders up to an interception of first down at their own 52. Keeling is back in the quarterback. Jerry Shaw to the 43-yard line. Two minutes, 35 seconds remaining as Shaw picks up 15 yards. In a very hard-hitting ball game, a great ball game. And only one penalty has been recorded. After the game, 
I'm in a computer with the best of trophy for the winning team. Healing. Cranmer couldn't hold on. Larry Fairholme came up with the football, but they're going to rule it as an incompleted pass. Guinness and Elfin scored touchdowns in the first quarter. Brengay kicked a 21-yard field goal in the second quarter. Here's the last part of that play. Uh, see if you can uh, see if it's an intersection. Uh, Larry Fairholme uh, trying to cover up there. The official would always right on the spot. Uh, he had missed it. Second down and 10 for the staff. And he has to hurry, and it's no good. Hugh McKinnis had to kind of reach down and back a little bit for that ball and couldn't hold on. Two minutes, 21 seconds left. Robinson kicked the 32-yard field goal at 7.27 of the third quarter. Cullins got a touchdown at 14.59 of the third quarter. Then Lefebvre on his 10-yard touchdown kicked, he scored the only points of the fourth quarter and the Springgate kicked the extra point. Two twenty-one remaining. Third down, they have to throw. Good call. Lemmerman is down by Larry Fairholme at the 29-yard line. 2.15 remaining. And that's a 15-yard gain. And it's a long way from being over yet. Well, it's a big third down play. It's just a swing out of the backfield. And uh, you notice the defensive men coming over uh, looking to see who's going to pick him up. I think they were a little slow reacting on that play. But the Alouettes are playing a loose defensively now, trying to keep him inside. Hitting, throwing again to this sideline, but it's, it's called a pass. It's completed down to the 23-yard line. That's Jim Sillier. That's good for uh, six yards. It'll be second down and four to go for the Calgary Stampeders. And the ball is just between the 23 and 24-yard line. 2.05 remaining. Montreal leading 23-10. That's the touchdown. Okay. Handed there for Dave Cranmer. Now we're back to another third down gamble for the Calgary Stampeders. It's third and four. will take over the football with two minutes left to go in the ball game. Montreal has run the ball 20 times and they've thrown 38 passes for 58 plays in scrimmage. Calgary has run the ball 22 times, a pass for 16 more for 38 plays in scrimmage. We'll be going to the dressing room for interviews with the players. After the presentation of the trophy, uh, to the clock. He tries to keep the clock going, running off as much time as he can. 
He wound up with a gain of about two yards. A minute and 50 seconds left in the ball game. The Alouette. I have one of the cups since 1949. And have not been in one since 1956. Uh, holding on to a 13-point lead with a minute and 40 seconds to go. Dan Neff. Down to the 35-yard line, and that's the first down. That's the eighth carry of the ball game for Van Ness, and he's picked up 31 big yards. Denson is the leading rusher with uh, 14 carries for 59 yards. Minute and 16 seconds left in the ball game. First and 10, Montreal at the own 35. Denson. Denson has stopped at the 36. A minute and five seconds left. Well, this is the first time that we've had two third place teams in the uh, Grey Cup. In 1953, uh, that had happened in the West when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defeated uh, Edmonton. Second down and nine. That's Denson. Look at him drive. And he has about, well, he's about a yard away from the first down, maybe a little bit less. And they call for a, a, a measure. Forty-one seconds left. Benson coming off the field. Let's take a look at number 26, Moses Denson, perhaps the greatest runner, certainly one of the superstars of the future, taking that handoff. Sonny Wade's ball handling has been exceptionally sharp in this game. And, of course, uh, Denson picks it up and takes it up the middle for another uh, long-yarded game in the closing minute of this football game. 38 seconds left to go, third down and inches, but the Montreal Alouettes are not going to gamble. Again, Andrewski is very close to Wade. Sillier. Sillier is down at the 33-yard line with 19 seconds left to go. Sixteen seconds of the clock is running. Calgary Stampeders at the round 34. Wayne Holmes is in there at quarterback, and Holmes flips and falls. The ball pops loose, and that should be it. It's all over. It's all over, and there's Sam Echeverry on the shoulders of his ball players being carried off the field in triumph. 
Game is over. The final score, Montreal 23, Calgary 10. We'll be back with our submarine and the rest of our post-game show in a moment. Let's go downstairs now, see if we can get this trophy presentation. Pat? That's what it's all about, eh? That's what it's all about! Woo! I know, I know. Hey, hey, we just, we just two years out there. Two years. We just two years out there. Hey, Mr. Burger. Look at this. Hey, Mr. Burger. Oh, God. We've got to keep it a long while now, eh? Well, needless to say, it is a very happy moment for both Pierre Desjardins and Larry Durholm as they are presented with the cup by the Prime Minister of Canada, the Right Honorable Pierre Elliott Trudeau. There you go! Hold on! Hold on! Let me go! Come on up, Come on up, Come on up, Come on Right here? Okay. We'll give it to somebody. Right here. There you go. Exactly. Well, Mr. A. Cup just picked up a little bit of a bust from Larry Fairholm. The Prime Minister looks very pleased about all the results. And the great star of the Montreal Alouette, Sonny Wade, is now here. All right. Sonny, let's just look upstairs. Congratulations on a fine victory. Unfortunately, the cameras are blocked out, but this has got to be a very happy moment for you. Yes, sir, I'm almost speechless. I'm really... President Sandberger talking to Sonny Wade now. Yes, sir, And the commissioner of football. The prime minister is now talking to Sonny Wade. Lloyd Leaving. Lloyd Leaving. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, the president of Labatt's Ontario Limited is presenting the keys to Sonny Wade. And there's Sonny, let's just talk about the ball game for one moment. What was the big turning point as far as you were concerned? Oh, I don't think there was really a big turning point in this ball game like we had in some of our previous games. I think we went out there. I know we had several fumbles and I had several interceptions that hurt us. And if we hadn't had those, I think we would have beat them a little better. Sonny, we'll talk to you downstairs. Mr. Leaning, thank you. We'll talk to you downstairs as well. Let's go upstairs now to John Esau. The star is Montreal 23 and Calgary 10. We'll return with our uh, activities in the post-game show in just a moment. <laughs> A lot of things happen in the ball game that turns the game around that uh, puts Montreal back into the lead after having lost it. I think we'll take a look at some of these highlights and maybe see which one of these might have been the turning point if we can find one. Well, I think, John, probably uh, a couple of the highlights in the, in the game were 
two interceptions by Al Smith. I think that uh, possibly the Calgary Stampeders had things going in the second half, and he came up with some, some big interceptions. We're now taking a look at, uh, at some of the highlights from this ball game, and uh, <laughs> having a hard time here uh, figuring out which highlight is which. This is the uh, field goal tried by Larry Robinson, I believe, which uh, put the Stan Peters out in front. A uh, score of 10 to 9, which is in that third quarter of play. Next, we have a look at an interception by Alpha Neff. This is after Jerry Shaw made a good interception to give Cal the field goal position. There you can see the excellent interception, which was, a, I think, a keynote in the Montreal. Um, Defensive all afternoon, uh, the ability of them to recover the ball and to keep good field position. Here we can have a following this. We have another look at interception by Alpha Neff. This is a case of Keeling overthrowing. There you can see Alpha Neff coming up with another big interception once again to give the Montreal Alouette exit field position. I think at that point the uh, Stampeders were moving and those were big interceptions. Here we're going to see a play uh, to Terry Evanson. He just timed that beautifully to uh, beat the defenders on it. And this is the uh, go-ahead touchdown as far as the uh, Owls are concerned. A reverse play which they had put in off one of their offensive patterns. And uh, Tom Pullen was just able to drive it in for the score. He got some good blocking downfield there by Gene Sepatelli. His next highlight is next an example of Della Riva. He ran a down and sideline, but he was covered. And Sonny Wade forced him to turn up field. There you can see him finding the open spot. Wade took his time, laid the ball in for a great reception. Peter's getting married next week, so he can celebrate in real fashion. Once again, we can have a look at the poise that uh, Sonny Wade had all afternoon, but finding Gary Lefebvre for a touchdown at excellent reception. This is another highlight in favor of Calgary. Letterman keeps Calgary in position. Good field goal position. This wasn't enough there at the uh, end for the Sam Peters. Well, the final score again was 23 to 10 for the Montreal Alouettes. We'll be back with our post-game show in just a moment. Uh, outstanding player of the game, Sonny Wade. Sonny, an interesting story about how you called that and why you called that end around, which I think had to be a turning point in the ball game. Well, we've been practicing that play for two weeks now. It's been kind of a personal joke between Tom Pullen and myself. I was kidding, told me he didn't have enough speed to run the play. Also, I said maybe that'll be the, be the touchdown to win the game for us. So we'll probably run it late in the game and win the game. And so happened to be. You seem to have a lot more poise in the second half than you had in the first half. Were you able to set up better? Oh, well, uh, we started running more of our short, shorter patterns, and I didn't have to drop maybe as deep. This, this might have been part of the reason for that. You had to bark those signals pretty loud. What happened uh, to your voice? I'm about to lose it. There's a pretty big crowd out there, a lot of noise, and I was having to yell. I was afraid Gary, the last touchdown was, was an automatic, and I was afraid Gary LaFay wasn't going to pick it up. And I yelled out as loud as I could. He picked it up, and so did you. Sonny, congratulations. Yeah. Over to Pat. Yeah. Official presentation of the uh, Outstanding Player Award. It's being made by Mr. Lloyd Leeming, the president of Ontario Labatt Limited. Thank you, Pat and Sonny. I'd like to congratulate you and present you the keys to the 
71 Monte Carlo, the winning player of the game award, selected by the football reporters of Canada. Lavats are pleased to be able to participate with this great spectacle, and congratulations again. Thank you, sir. It's the biggest thrill of my life. Great. Thank Thank you you All right, and there it is for the player of the game, a fully equipped 1971 Montreal, or rather a 1971 Monte Carlo, a personal luxury car. From Chevrolet, and I guess we can call it a Montreal car today, Sonny. Once again, congratulations. Over to you, Ken. Here we have Teddy Collins with his defensive tackle. What a year it's been for you, Teddy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks very much. You seem to be putting pretty good pressure on Keeling out there. Yeah, we were jumping around a little bit, and I think we uh, gave him a little bit of trouble today. When you were with Winnipeg, you were a bit of a journeyman tackle. How come the big improvement? Uh, well, I don't think there's much of improvement. I was uh, let go by Ottawa, and I had two good years in Winnipeg. But I wanted to get back east because that's where my family is, and I uh, work back east, so here I am, back east again. That had to be your biggest role in football. It certainly was. What do I, what's the reason for that tremendous team surge? Well, all over the field. Sam's fantastic. We've got a great bunch of rookies and a great bunch of veterans, and uh, that's all I can say. You know, they've... Uh, it's amazing. That's all I can say. Rookies and veterans together doing a hell of a job. Thanks, Teddy. Now here's another great man. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Ken, and now let's meet the president of the Montreal Alouettes, Mr. Sam Berger, a gentleman that uh, I think everybody in Canadian football is thankful took over the operation of that Montreal club. Sam, congratulations. Thank Let you. me ask you this much. You were a winner in Ottawa. You're a winner now in Montreal. How do the thrills compare? Well, for me, this has to be the greatest because uh, in Ottawa, we built it up, you know, and we were always a great football team, and we always were competitive. But here we started from nothing, and... Uh, to think that the team would uh, work so well, pull together so much, would have so much spirit, to win it in the first year of the rebuilding, to me, this has to be the greatest ever. Sam, uh, I know that it's cost you an awful lot of money in Montreal this year. It may cost you a lot now that they've won, too, with those extra contracts. Well, this is something that you have to live with. I mean, the fellas, actually, when they win, they're entitled to uh, something for their efforts, aren't they? And uh, I'm sure that they'll be reasonable. I'm sure we won't have any trouble signing contracts. But right now, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm just thinking of what a wonderful team they are. The great effort they put forward. They wouldn't quit. They kept on going. And you will notice always, it seems to me, that as the game, the game progressed, they got stronger. Sam, thank you very much. Now let's go back over to Ken Newen. We have one of the great veterans of the Canadian Football League, Larry Fairholm. Larry, what was your greatest challenge going into this game or your greatest concern? Well... Our greatest concern as a defense as a whole was a challenge to challenge the Calgary defense. We know they have an excellent defense, and we felt that we, that we have a good defense, too. So we took it upon ourselves as a group, as a defensive group, as a challenge against their defense. Uh, personally, I know that I, I know that I would have to cover Harrison and Kramner, uh, their inside receivers. We were going to play a lot of man-for-man, -man, which we did. I think we played mostly man-for-man -man in the last half, especially. And uh, to cover guys like that and to, uh, like Harrison, he's a great receiver, he's a great, he's a great gentleman. He's an asset to the game. I know him quite well, and it's, it's a personal challenge, and he did well. I think he got hurt a little bit in the beginning of the game, which might have slowed him down, but uh, certainly didn't take away anything away from him, because he's a great asset. Larry, thank you very much, and the defense stuck together like glue. Congratulations. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, Pat. Well, thank you very much, Cannon. You know, a fellow that's really come to play a great prominent role with the Montreal Alouettes, is Bruce Van Ness, uh, who came to Canada after uh, a fine college career. Bruce, I want to ask you this much. You played in the North-South game. Now you've played in the Great Cup game. How do the thrills compare? 
Oh, there's nothing like the Grey Cup. There's no, nothing compares to the Grey Cup. I, it's just it's beyond words, beyond uh, trying to verbalize at all what it, what it's like because it's, to have all of Canada behind one game is just incredible. It's uh, I even think it's greater than the Super Bowl down the states because even the Super Bowl down the states doesn't have quite the enthusiasm, quite the backing of all of one nation. It's all of Canada behind this, and it's really fantastic. Bruce, were you nervous at all going into the game? Oh, you betcha. I was really nervous. It was amazing. I didn't really loosen up until about the second quarter. Yeah, I was so tight. And, um, so I think I played better at the, at the tail end of the game. I, I got better as the game went on, I think, but because uh, I got more relaxed. But then I think our whole team got more relaxed, too. And as, as usual, a young team like ourselves, we're no, so nervous in the beginning, and then we relax and we start playing, and we do, always do better at the end. <laughs> Bruce, go in and enjoy the celebration. Thanks very much. Thank Congratulations much. again. Ken, Steve Smear, I'll bet you're glad that you got over your homesickness and decided to come back to Montreal. I sure am, Ken. It was just a tremendous football game. Uh, we played so well, both offensively and defensively, but I'm kind of prejudiced. I like to talk about the defense. What about and, uh, Bob Ward? You mentioned uh, something. I'll tell you what. Coach Bob Ward, who's the defensive coach here at Montreal, has just done a tremendous job. And uh, all the guys love him and respect him so much. And I tell you what, he put so much work into our defensive uh, scheme for each week. It's, it's just unbelievable. And the guys love him, and, and he, he has so much enthusiasm that it's just bound to rub off on everyone else. You seem to cut everything off in Calgary, outside and inside. Well, we did, Ken. Uh, we, we, we thought we had them well scouted. Coach Ward, again, you know, I give him the credit. And uh, as, he, as I said, we, we had the enthusiasm, and uh, we just went after him. You know, and that's, that's what you have to do. Steve? Championships follow you wherever you go. Oh, okay, thank, thank you. Much, Ken. Okay, thank Pat. You. you know, we talked about American ball players and uh, what it means to them. Let's now talk to one of the great Canadian football players, Peter Delareva. Peter, tell me exactly what you're thinking right now. I, I don't know. My, I just, I just can't believe it. You know, we come a long way and think back at training camp and all the, all the work we put into it. You know, young team, uh, northern changes. Uh, it's still hard to believe. You know, it's almost incredible to think that. You could rebuild so quickly in a year. It is. Well, we, the coaches, uh, right, right from the start, the management, they did a heck of a job. The coaching staff, they've been terrific. Uh, our offense is uh, not quite up to, uh, to our defense yet because we've got a heck of a defense. And uh, I think we're still young in offense. I think we'll come along. Peter, I'm sure you will. Listen, congratulations on a great season. And let's walk over right now and shake hands with Coach Sam Metro and let Ken talk to him. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Pat. Congratulations, Sam. I don't think I've ever seen a pro club show such tremendous enthusiasm as your team. Ken, I really just can't describe, really, uh, to echo what you're saying. It has been this way all year, and especially, if I may say so once again, that since uh, the suspension of the, of the two players. What did you do, especially before the game? Did you show them any movies or just give them a special pep talk? Or what was your motivation? Well, it really wasn't any. I haven't had to motivate this team, and I'm not a, an orator to stand in the locker room and, and fire and brimstone speeches. Uh, this team has lifted themselves. We've had uh, so many leaders in, in, in the squad, and uh, it's, they've uh, had great spirit, uh, no clicks on this team, and for the first year, this is fantastic. Sam, you couldn't do it as a player, but, man, you sure did it as a coach. And will you pour some of that in there? Oh, I certainly will, Ken. Can, can Pat and I have a slug of that? Certainly. <laughs> oh. There you go. Well, I have Pierre Desjardins, I'm the co-captain mm. of the Montreal Alouettes, and the head coach, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something. And I'm under 21. What's up, Pierre, here? Sam, you know, go ahead, was, Sam. Pierre was playing the, the uh, offensive tackle last year, and we started earlier this year. And he was a little bit concerned about moving to guard, and he did a fantastic job at that guard spot this year. He, he thought maybe his speed wasn't good enough, but 
But I tell you, it was fantastic. Thank you very much, Sam. Pat, take it away. For all football fans, Sam, I want to tell you, it's been a fantastic year. You provided most of the thrills. Nobody deserves to win it more than you do, and I say that sincerely. Thank you, Pat. All right, let's go back upstairs. Thanks, Pierre Desjardins. There goes the gray cop, but now let's go back upstairs to Johnny Esau. Well, it's just been a, a fantastic finish, uh, and I might say for all the Calgary Stampeder fans, uh, what a year they have given them. They'll be arriving home tomorrow about 10.30 to 10.45 tomorrow morning in Calgary, and there's a big celebration planned there for the Stampeders. Well, I don't know how else you could add to what's already happened in 1997. I, I'd like to add something. I didn't, get, I didn't get a share in this 12 years I played with the Argonauts. I was wondering if I could go down room in the dressing room with the boys and stare in the cup. It's nice to finally make it. Johnny Brake is kind of standing over here. John, come on in here. I know that breakup thrills were so many for you because you were the one who did it to that Montreal Club for so often. Well, it was a great ball game, I think, Johnny, and certainly uh, a great cup is the classic of the uh, Canadian sporting team, and certainly I think Montreal Alouette deserved the win. Bruce Van Ness said it the way we've been trying to say it, only he just said it so much better about the great cup. Canada Canadian is now. Totally eloquent. And Johnny, you put it right a little earlier. You know, this was a final, perfect chapter to our tremendous season. Lots of surprises, lots of great games, and what a great chapter for Montreal. And so it finishes. The final score of the 1970 Grey Cup game, Montreal 23 and Calgary 10. This is Johnny Eustar saying goodbye for all our broadcast crews, our sponsors, the CTV and CBC Television Network, the Canadian Football League, as we come to the end of another great season of football entertainment. <laughs>